Jeff Levering. Level aliens, yes or no? Indifferent. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 713, one of our teammates here at Good Karma Brands, we've been sharing her story with you this week, her courageous battle with cancer. We support her every day here, but in particular this week, Cherie Harris sharing her story to bring awareness and a call to action so that we can support people like her who are doing the same thing. July is Thrive Through Month for Good Karma Brands, and we are proud to share an encouraging story from the Truth's general manager, Cherie Harris, of thriving through her breast cancer diagnosis. What words of encouragement or advice would you give to someone else who either might be in your shoes now or they might be going through the first initial step of finding out and their brain might be a little frantic with just a bunch of information and scenarios? So what, what advice would you give them or words of encouragement? I would say don't lose hope. This is not a death sentence. This is a reset sentence. This is something that's, yes, going to change you. It's going to change your perspective on a lot of things that you are going through. It's going to change your body makeup, but it does not define you. And it's something like I always say, you can thrive through and surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with a great medical team who advocates for you and give you the best care because you're worth it. And just don't settle for something you don't know about ask questions. Hope is key. I would say having a positive mind and just being positive about life is key with this disease we call cancer. How are you able to find the right team to go through this journey with you when it comes to the medical professionals that you have? I did my research. I went online and I looked up the biographies of my team. I wanted someone who's innovative. I wanted to be part of a research program because I feel like my outcome is going to help the next woman or next male that encounters this disease. And so I would say, do your research, ask questions, ask about their history. You are entitled to do that. That's what you're paying them for. And find out, you know, what other specialties they have outside of cancer. You could be affected by the treatment and you're going to need them to understand what that is for you. Support our Thrive Through initiative by joining the 1017 The Truth team on July 27th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Broken Bat Brewery in Milwaukee for a breast cancer research fundraiser. Hope to see you there. I'll be tending bar on the early shift uh, right off the bat, 4 p.m., but the number of us from WTMJ will be out there supporting our teammate Cherie. 100% of the tips and 10% of sales going to Frederick Medical College of Wisconsin's Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Andrew Abbott tossed six scoreless innings, and despite a late comeback from the Brew Crew, the Reds beat Milwaukee Tuesday night by a final score of 4-3. to three. The Brewers made it interesting late. Yelich hitting a three-run homer late, and the Brewers had the tie-in run on second base before falling just short of the comeback over at American Family Field. I mean, we just didn't do enough offensively. Um, we put a, kind of a runner on base a, a lot of innings. Um, we had a lot of, like, longer at-bats. Um, high, you know, especially in their bullpen. We made a lot of their relievers work, but just didn't cash anything in. Manager Craig Council there as the Brewers struggle to bat in runs, unfortunately, continues. They will look for the series win later this afternoon, though, against Cincinnati. Coverage will get underway here on WTMJ beginning at 1235. 
From the Diamond to the NFL, where it's Christmas in July for Packers fans. Football is officially back in Green Bay as the Packers will begin their training camp today in Titletown with a new QB in place and younger players scattered all over. Could guys like Jordan Love see more playing time this preseason than in years past? We'll kind of, you know, take it one day at a time and, and really try to feel where we're at and if it's something that we feel that uh, they, they need to play a little bit more in the preseason then then we'll do that. Head coach Matt LaFleur with some thoughts on playing time as the Packers will kick things off beginning at 10 30 this morning and just a heads up if you are planning on heading to practice today rain is in the forecast if it does happen they could move practice inside and if that does happen practice will be closed to the fans. And lastly, over to soccer, as the U.S. women's national team is back in action tonight for a rematch of the 2019 World Cup Finals, this one against the Netherlands. Despite the big-time game and the big-time opponent, nothing is changing for the mindset for Alex Morgan and Team USA. We approach every game like it's the biggest game. Um, And this game is no different, uh, but we have played Netherlands historically in very important matches, 2019, Olympics, um, even before then. So... Uh, this is going to be an incredibly difficult um, matchup, um, very challenging. Match time is all set for tonight, beginning at 8 p.m. Coming up, you go to somebody's house, or maybe you're like this too, and a buddy who is like always shoes off in the house. Come in, up, shoes, shoes off, shoes off. For very good reason. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. I never thought of it this way, Eric. We have older carpeting in my house. It's kind of beat up and it's kind of, you know, we're definitely on the front end of need to do something about that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But so if you came over to my house and you were about to politely take off your shoes, I'd be, nah, don't worry about it. You know, I don't care. Really? Because it's about the carpet. Like, you're not going to, we're fine here. Yeah, but then I'm bringing in the bacteria to that carpet where it's now living and festering. Had not thought of it that way, <laughs> which is funny because I'm a bit of a germaphobe, as you know. This is why we don't have carpeting. In our house, Angie's a bit of a germaphobe also. And nope, all hardwood, everything looks nice because we can't have the carpeting because everyone's got to take off their shoes. No germs. So here, this Instagram of, she's a huge poster on Instagram. She's a big um, guru. Her name is Dana O'Neill, home cleaning organizing guru. She did an experience or an experiment. She tried to figure out how much germ she was bringing into her house by wearing her shoes into the house. So she had her shoes out, wore them out, did public stuff, whatever she would normally do, work, walk, all that kind of stuff, comes home and swabbed them. So she did a swab, put them in a Petri dish, and she let them fester in a Petri dish after she swabbed her shoes in a dark closet for a week. And the result was a gag-inducing number of bacteria spores (sighs) flourishing in both plastic dishes, and it had her left shook. (laughs) <laughs> she admitted she didn't know exactly what's growing in those dishes, the New York Post says, but she said it's probably not good bacteria. <laughs> it's not the kind in yogurt. Right. Uh, all kinds of unclean stuff, um, all kinds of concerns there, all kinds of stuff growing. So in this uh, very now popular and often viewed Instagram post, she's urging and suggesting that you take off your shoes and urge others who come to your house to take off their shoes when entering the home. Hardwoods aside, right? Hardwoods aside. You think about that, too, in your carpeting. So, like, for whatever reason, carpeting is inviting to sit down. Oh, we'll play a board game. The family, you just sit there. Would you ever just sit on your kitchen floor and play a board game? (laughs) No, but it's probably cleaner. It might be cleaner, right, Right? And your carpeting, which has who knows what in there. So where are you on, uh, when you go to someone's house, are you voluntarily taking off your shoes? I am, or I'll I'll even ask. I'll offer at least, yeah. yeah. 
likes to take shoes off, you know. The only time I feel weird about it is when I'm wearing sandals. Because then so it's, that's a problem. Then it's a right. barefoot thing. And like, what if we're kind of half on the patio, half inside? Yeah, right. I like some people are for the weird patio. about feet. They don't want to see feet in their house. Want, yeah, I don't want to be, and I, I don't want to be sh- showing you my feet. Would and you I'm mind not, like, if embarrassed I for them, put but, my feet like on your couch? Yeah, it's like, just weird, couch? right? I wouldn't want you walking around my house barefoot. That's strange. I'd rather have you have your shoes on at that point. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know if that. I, I mean, I don't find you to be diseased or something like that. I don't think you got. Do you have, have you ever been to a person's house where they have like booties for you to put on? Like never seen that surgical have booties. Not. Have you seen? Oh that? yeah, oh yeah. For like kids' parties, okay, everyone just throw on these booties. That way, that not all the kids are taking their shoes off. Really, I have never seen that. Like the kind when the guy comes, you know, your electrician comes yes, over. Yes, same kind, exactly like that. But man, take off your shoes. Anyone still walking around their house with their shoes on? Crazy. I don't know about the booties. I'm not a booty guy. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Packers open 2023 training camp in Green Bay in just a matter of hours. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 745. This morning in Washington, D.C., a House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee is scheduled to hold a hearing on unidentified anomalous phenomena, formerly referred to as UFOs. That's right. But now UAPs, that doesn't have the same ring. UAP, UFO, and the implications on national security, public safety, and government transparency. The transparency part I do find interesting in all of this. Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee is big on this. The Republican has been pushing for more hearings. He questions what's transparent and what isn't. He spoke to a podcaster Earlier this summer, his name, John Michael Gaudier, about this. Have you seen compelling evidence that we're actually seeing something really weird in the skies that might affect national security or global security, for that matter, that might be of this, not of this earth? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. No question. Not of this earth. 100 percent. What? So then he was asked, okay, well, what about spilling the beans? Like, you know, if they said, hey, can you keep this quiet? You know, would you? No, I mean, if they're out, if they're out there, they're out there. And if they, if they have this kind of technology, then, I mean, I've said this before, they could turn us into a charcoal briquette if they can travel light years. Or <laughs> it's a congressman, by the way. Go ahead. The speeds that we've seen and the um, and defy physics as we know it, fly underwater, underwater. don't show a heat yep. trail things like that, then we are, um, uh, we are vastly, um, you know, we're out of our, we're out of our league. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> of our league, he says, but we couldn't handle it. We, we couldn't, we couldn't fight them off what we wanted to. That's why I don't think that they're a threat to us or they would already have been. They already would have done all those things. So <laughs> maybe true. we learned some more today. Actually, we'll probably hear from a couple of witnesses, I'm guessing, at this hearing. From We're not gonna what learn, we, how many of these have we had? Just <laughs> in the last couple of years, right? We're going to have another hearing. We're gonna have, here's going to be a big document dump. We're going to There's nothing in there ever. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll might be, be a, some stuff. It'll be a pilot or two that say they've seen some things they can't explain. Heard that. Yep. And the government won't say, well, here's why. It's because this green Martian guy. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's not going to I happen. saw him. We talked. Right. <laughs> you should see what they're planning. <laughs> I'm prepared to be disappointed. They're like locusts. They're, they invade planets. Where they're here for food. <laughs> I know what they're planning to do. What was, it, what was the word? Annihilation. <laughs> this news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com.
743 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric and Brandon are arguing over whether or not aliens <laughs> no, it's, it's are a discussion. here and advising us in any way. Actually, a <laughs> controversial wow. scene in the Oppenheimer film, which is about the guy who basically engineered the first atomic weapons, yeah. um, is when he was communing with the aliens who gave him the technology that's on how right. to split the aliens. That's right. They, they <laughs> no, do that's a whole not 30 minutes on that. <laughs> that's not part of it. I don't know. You think we came up with stealth on our own? I well, so I, the the argument that we were having, the debate we were having, conversation. Was, well, oh yeah, conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Conversation we we're having is why Brandon was questioning why Area Fifty One is off limits, quote unquote, and why you can't fly over, why there are no satellites that go over it, whatnot. And my question was, well, why does that mean it has to be alien? Could just be top secret yeah. technology that so we're that was developing the conversation whatnot. we were having. And you believe that's where sure. the aliens are housed? Oh yeah, <laughs> all right, very well, hundred percent. 744. Uh, who do we have levering today? Plausible right? deniability, Mr. <laughs> President. That guy, I love that guy. What a what a Pullman. creepy character. Yeah, yep, was... right. Uh, what, what was I saying? Levering. We got uh, <laughs> Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering on Brewers 360. Coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers made it interesting late, but ultimately fell short to the Cincinnati Reds on Tuesday night by a final score of 4-3. to three. The crew will look for the series win, though, later this afternoon against Cincinnati. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ. Beginning at 12.35, Freddie Peralta slated to get the start for the Brew Crew. 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive. Our guest on Wednesdays is Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering. Level aliens, yes or no? Indifferent. Ooh, mm. ominous I'm response. Okay, I'm so uh, let, let's narrow. Totally yeah. towing the towing the, the uh, fence here. Let's uh, let's narrow it down. Aliens exist somewhere in the universe, but perhaps not have made themselves known. Or yeah, they're all over the place here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go, oh, man. There's just so much evidence. There's just so much evidence. I, I think that they there has been an appearance of some sort. I have not experienced this, however. I know Eric Cartman has a number of times, but I have not. So I, <laughs> I forgot Cartman had had some alien encounters. It's about, yeah, that was not a pleasant experience for, him, for Eric. No, it wasn't. No, it's been a long time no. since we had a South Park reference on the program. You're Indeed. welcome. Eric's coming out to the yard today. Yeah, yeah, gonna see. Gonna bring my uh, my kid, my my boys, and my nephew. Levo, my nephew is a huge baseball nut. He lives in Seattle, so he's a big Mariners guy. We're going to the game oh, today, nice. and he asked me, "He's like, can I wear Mariners gear?" I'm like, "Absolutely, you can, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome." I would have told yeah, no him no. <laughs> oh, come on, don't tell him no. He can wear a Mariners shirt. No, no problem. Right. Yeah, that. we don't have any beef yeah. with them, right? I said it's no, got to say pilots on it, but otherwise we're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can provide the pilot's gear, then yeah, no problem. Are you bringing a glove, Eric? <laughs> I was not planning to bring a glove. Maybe a water. Okay. All right, that's <laughs> no fine. Glove. That's fine. No, we had this discussion already, so I was just right. double-checking where, where you were sitting with that. Afternoon baseball at American Family Field, so it's going to be hot anyway, Levo. And then chance, you know, this forecast is calling for a chance of afternoon storms. So depending on... When or where those may fall, you could have a have a tough situation of a roof closed on a hot and steamy day. It's that's tough in there. Yeah, you're talking sauna today. Uh, I was just looking at the forecast because I woke up and I saw all the kind of rain clouds in the area up where I live, and uh, I know it's supposed to rain here in about an hour or so. Um, so I was curious how it was going to be this afternoon. 
and they're talking about the afternoon, like three o'clock, four o'clock potential rainstorms. So, uh, yeah, Eric, I would say wear your tank top and make sure you're ready to sweat because it's going to be uh, Steamboat Springs down there. <laughs> Do the players like that though? Does that make the ball fly? Uh, I think whenever the roof is closed, I think the players enjoy that atmosphere a little bit better. It's more controlled. You don't have to worry about the shadows. Uh, I think the ball does travel a little better a little better when the roof is closed and the panels are closed because you have none of that um, authentic airflow that's coming in. Everything is just coming from within the ballpark. Uh, I do think the ball travels a little bit better when when all of the elements are controlled. Brewers have a chance to win the series against the Reds here level. How important is I, I know each one, every win is a win, but when you're head to head here with the division foe, and you're right. What are we a half game up on them right now? I mean, these these feel like playoff games. Yeah, they do. And you're going into a series against the Atlanta Braves over the weekend as well. So, and this is the last time you're going to see the Reds until a potential postseason matchup, if if that's what's in the cards for both teams. Uh, it is important to get a win. I think it's more important for Freddie Peralta to have a really good start. He had kind of a clunker last time out against Atlanta. He's been good against Cincinnati traditionally. Uh, I think this is a really big start for him. His next start's going to come in Washington, D.C. against a, a team that is not very good in the Washington Nationals. He's got to put his best foot forward here against a really good team in the Cincinnati Reds this afternoon. Are you TV or radio today? I am TV this afternoon. So yeah, we're going to have TV er- until the next homestand. We'll have Eric bring his nephew by. He can be like Joey in airplane. <laughs> yeah. Put him in the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> yeah, just talk all creepy to Eric's nephew. Yeah, please, that'd be great. All right, well, that'll be enough in here. That's all right. All right. Yeah, I, that, that's why I went with that quote instead of any other one. Right, yeah, there's only so many safe <laughs> yes. ones there. Have a great call yeah. this afternoon, See Jeff. Everybody. Talk to you next week. All right. You got it. See you guys. Have fun today, Eric. Thank you. Green Bay Packers open training camp with their first open to the public practice of the 2023 campaign today. Practice time, 1030 at Ray Nitschke Field. If you've been up to Lambeau Field, you know the practice facilities are across Oneida Street from Lambeau. And one of the great traditions was born sort of a necessity or at least a nicety. It's a bit of a walk from the Packers locker room and their headquarters facilities there at 1265 Lombardi Avenue, sort of adjacent to Lambeau Field, all connected there. You go all the way across the parking lot, then across the street southeast of the stadium. And so back in the day when neighborhood kids basically is who it was, Eric, would just kind of show up, kids who lived around the area, Eshwab, Yeah, yeah, right. They'd be out there on their dirt bikes. Yep. Hoping to get a look at some of the Packers players, maybe get an autograph. At some point, some of the players started thinking, like, that's a long walk. Maybe I hop on one of these kids' bikes. <laughs> so they hand their, their helmet to the kid. Player gets on the bike. The player rides. The kid gets to run along, huff it there with the helmet. Yep. But what a dream, you know? Here's an NFL star, maybe, and you're holding the guy's helmet. And it's just, it was this beautiful, cool thing as players would ride on down to practice. It gained so much in popularity. When I was working training camp, already it started to catch on, and families who were coming in from out of town might put their kids' bikes in the car or in the minivan, so their kids could have that experience. And now it's grown into this whole big thing. WTMJ's Tony Cartagena talked with the running back A.J. Dillon about all that. 
a really, really great tradition. I, I'd say it's probably, arguably, the best ever training camp tradition in the NFL. Before Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon can light it up on a Sunday with highlights like this. Fake it to Watson, give it to Dillon, and A.J. Dillon on the move into the end zone. It's a touchdown. And fans can fill the parking lot nonstop partying to the unofficial Packers theme song. It's time for training camp, which means weeks of practices, preseason games, and, as A.J. called it, one of the best traditions in the history of the NFL. I made the mistake last year. Um, now being a little bit more of a vet, I say. Um, I will not be making this mistake, but every single day I went and tried to find the smallest bike kick. Every single day. And it was fun, you know, it was great. And then as camp goes on, you know, you get tired, more tired, more tired. And... I remember there's a there's a couple instances where I was literally scooting because I couldn't pick up my like I was so low my butt was so low to the ground where I couldn't lift up my legs to keep it going so I was scooting or I had to pick one up all the way and uh, so by the time I got to practice I'm like I'm having my coaches stretch me out I'm like I'm dead. Each day during camp, players will hop on a bike outside the locker room at Lambeau and ride it across the street to the practice field. And although AJ calls himself the Quadzilla. He's about middle of the pack when it comes to size on the team. There are players on the current Packers roster listed at six foot nine and north of 350 pounds. These are little bikes for very big men. There was times where I didn't want to uh, apply too much pressure, so I was kind of in like a squat. I think I would, I think I would snap some of them. And that has happened before. A couple of years ago, during a joint practice with the Houston Texans, Wisconsin native J.J. Watt was riding a kid's bike to the practice field, and as you can hear, the bike snaps, and J.J. says. Well, it wasn't big man proof. Watt did get the kid a new bike, and Dylan says that he might have to carry some cash in his helmet, you know, just in case. I should, I should, if I if I grab another little one, I should definitely do that. Cause then I'm gonna feel so bad. I broke this one wheel. You know, things all bent. Each player is different how they select their bike kid for that day. Some players have the same kid for multiple years. Players like AJ, he tries to switch it up, finding new kids every single day. Sometimes there's some kids that, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. They have a sibling. I'll get the sibling the next day. I always try to switch it up, um, kind of. Sometimes it's, it's hard. To, there's so many kids out there. Sometimes it's hard to get all the, like, to the kids all the way in the back of the line. So sometimes I'll just run to the back and start there. Even though we're still a couple weeks away from screaming and yelling about every single play, there are still lifelong football memories to be made this training camp. We'll go to the ground. Dylan fighting and backing his way in for the game's first touchdown. I can't believe they made that call, and that's why. With this guy, Dylan, though, you have the ability for him to finish downhill. And what a play. Tony Cartagena, WTMJ News. In that open practice, first of the 2023 campaign, 1030 this morning, just across from Lambeau Field.